on this episode, episode of JR the P. T M N T. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. So, you know, I have to admit, I wasn't really, really that excited. Because the last couple ones with, uh, the last couple ones were okay. But it's, it's you know, Megan Fox, she did a good job acting in it. Uh, Will Arnett, he was funny. There was a lot of action in the films, but... I don't know. It was just kind of like, I mean, come on, the 90s. T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. We're the half shells. And then, this is and age. You can ask for more. Turtle power. Two thumbs up. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. Wagwan. What's happening, y'all? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent August 21st in the year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. How you doing, folks? Howdy. Much obliged. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcher and the podcast, that is, this is a show where I gob, gab, squawk, and blab about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever. Yeah. Like I like to uh, remind my audience, um, you can put me in your will. You know, it's not uncommon for people that are, you know, they get touched by an organization, a group, a charity, a cult, whatever. They get, you know, touched and motivated and coerced into, you know, kicking back when they kick the bucket, so to speak. So, you know, if you like, you can put me in your will. That's how meaningful my show is. We talk about, like, you know, my trials and tribulations as a performer, you know, the progression of my artistry. I talk about, you know, current events, politics, entertainment, the times of the times, the whole wackadoo, the whole enchilada, folks. You know, you really can't go wrong. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, Janathan Janathan-Ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. Political point. Politician thumb pointing. You know it truly is. Yes. Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. You know, as a podcaster, it's not really the easiest gig, you know what I mean, on the planet. Because, you know, for some reason, people that do a lot of um, physical exertion seem to get a lot of breaks in some sense. You know what I mean? Like a pro athlete, he's humping it up and down the court, dribbling, drobbling, drooping, and doopily-doo, you know, throwing 
baskets into buckets or balls into baskets, whatever the fuck the term is, you know, hooping. An athlete, he's up and down the court, he's up and down the field, you know, whatever the fuck. He gets a little thirsty, takes a drink of water, no one says anything, you know? A laborer or, you know, uh, some fucking convict on a chain gang, whatever, doing manual labor. They get a little parched, they get a sip of water, nobody says anything. Well, as a podcaster, you make one measly run for a fucking drink of water. People start typing online. Uh, who wants to hear that person drinking? Who wants to, uh, ew, gross. Who wants to, ew. All right, knock it off, all right? I'm a human being. If I need a drink of water, I'm going to have a drink of water. Quick sip of water, folks. Don't mind me, boss. But then again, I am getting worked up over nothing. <laughs> you know? I'm still uh, on my way up in the game, the podcasting, podcasting game, that is. I'm like a Ukrainian um, protester, anti-Ukrainian war protester. It's like I have nothing to do with the situation whatsoever, yet I complain about it. You know what I mean? Same thing with like the whole water thing. It's like nobody's complaining about my water drinking on the podcast, but I'll complain about it. Fucking crybabies. Bunch of sissies. Hot. It's another thing, too. When you get squawking on them lights, boy, it gets hot. Not exactly easy for a podcaster. A lot of things going on. Alrighty then. Moving right along. Enough of that. Can't bitch and moan all day. Though it is quite fun. T-M-N-T. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Two thumbs up. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. You know, it's kind of like whenever I see, you know, Mikey, Raph, Donnie, uh, Leo... April, Splinter, the whole gang. Whenever I see them up on the screen, I got to go take a peek, you know? I mean, the last couple ones with Megan Fox, I mean, they were aight. I mean, but you know, when, when I see my boys up there, you know, when I see my dogs, Mikey, Raph, Leo, Donnie, when I see them doing their thing, I got to go take a peek, right? Take a little snoop. So, you know, I have to admit, I wasn't really really that excited because the last couple ones with uh the last couple ones were okay but it's it's you know megan fox she did a good job acting in it uh will arnett he was funny there was a lot of action in the films but i don't know it was just kind of like i mean come on the 90s t-u-r-t-l-e power t-u-r-t-l-e power we're the half shells and then this is day and age. You can ask for more. Turtle power. You know, Ice Cube or whatever. Ice Cube. <laughs> Speaking of which, Ice Cube uh, did a great job uh, in Mutant Mayhem. Uh, he played uh, Superfly. You know, he did a really great job. Uh, you know, real fun portrayal of that character. But I mean, uh, I meant to say Vanilla Ice. You know, Vanilla Ice makes a cameo in... Uh, one of the Turtles films from the 90s. So, you know, if you're a fan of them Turtles movies from the 90s, it's a bit of a hard sell, right? 
bit of a hard sell um, to top. So, you know, some of the more recent Turtle films were aight, but, you know, you still got that in your heart for the 90s, right? You still got to love them 90s uh, films. But Mutant Mayhem. Like I said, two thumbs up. You know, I could squibble, I could squawk, but fuck it. I'm giving it two thumbs up. Um, it, it pleasantly surprised me. I just went to it out of duty. Like I said, I saw my dogs up there. Raffy, Raff, Mikey, Donnie, Leo. Saw my dogs, you know, doing their ting. So I had to go see it. And I wasn't particularly that excited. But I was pleasantly surprised. Faux show. So here's a little um, something, something about uh, the film. This is an article from a little synopsis breakdown from wikipedia.org. Make sure to donate. (laughs) Right? So, this is, oopsie doodle. Like I said, it's not always easy doing a podcast. Sometimes you forget to put the Wi-Fi on your cell phone, so then when you go to, you know, look up shit on your cell phone for the podcast. And it's like, oh my God, where's my Wi-Fi? No internet connection. Okay, anyways. So this is an article from wikipedia.org. Make sure to donate. (laughs) So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is a 2023 American computer animated superhero film directed by Jeff Rowe, who co-wrote the screenplay with Seth Rogen. <laughs> Anybody got a joint? <laughs> Seth Rogen. Gotta love him. Seth Rogen. Evan Goldberg, Dan Hernandez, and Benji Samet. In the seventh theatrical Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film and a reboot of the Turtles series. The film stars Micah Abbey, Shimon Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, and Brandy Noon, Brady Noon, in the lead voice roles. The ensemble voice cast also includes Ayo Edebiri, sorry about that, if I pronounce that wrong, Ayo Edebiri, I believe she played uh, April O'Neil, Maya Rudolph, John Cena, Rogan, Seth Rogan, Rose Byrne, Natasha Demetrio, Giancarlo Esposito, Jackie Chan. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hey man, nobody understands the words that are coming out your mouth, man. Shit. <laughs> Gotta love him. Jackie Chan, Ice Cube, Paul Rudd, Post Malone, and Hannibal Burris. In the film, the Turtles go on a hunt for a mysterious crime syndicate, but trouble arises when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. So that's the basic synopsis. Um, in the film, the Turtles go on a hunt for a mysterious crime syndicate, but trouble arises when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's some real funky... Real funky uh, animation. It's an animated. It's an animated film, not live action. Um, you know the Jim Henson. Uh, one of the charms of the 
1990s um, films, turtle films, was the costumes, right? Like, I believe it was Jim Henson Workshops, Jim Henson Productions. They um, did the costumes, and they were just so cool. Were they not? That was part of the charm. But one of the charms of Mutant Mayhem is the animation. It's very cool stuff. Um, Let's see. Produced by Nickelodeon Movies, Point Grey Pictures. And um, the animation was provided by Mikros Animation in Montreal and Paris. And Sinsight in Vancouver and Montreal and was primarily influenced by school notebook sketches. Seeking to explore the teenage aspect of the Turtles, the filmmakers drew on inspiration from teenage coming-of-age films. Oh yes, and the majority of the cast was announced in March 2023. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross composed the score. I hurt myself today. To see if I still feel You can have it all My mountain of dirt I will make you crawl I will make you hurt You wanna fuck me like an animal Trent Reznor Nine Inch Nails That weirdo Talented weirdo He did um the score You know, um Oscar winning film score composer Trent Reznor with his uh, composing partner Atticus Ross. They composed the score, which was really cool. It was like a 90s hip-hop New York East Coast kind of fun kind of beat with some very humorous moments as well um, with the the music. Um, One that stands out in my mind is um, there's like a there's like a fight scene a chase fight scene with, uh, I guess, it, what is it? Four non-heteros or whatever. Four non-blondes, um, I think. I said, hey. <clears throat> I said, hey. I said, hey. What's going on? And I wake up in the morning and I'm in a start a revolution. And I said, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, hey, what's going on? There's like a funny little kind of chase scene, action sequence with that song. It's a good song, you know. It is a good song, you know. As much as it's fun to also make fun of. It is a kind of heartfelt, kind of cool 90s alt-rock tune. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, that's a bit about the production and the uh, personnel. You know, the cast, production, ensemble the unit that created the film. It was in really good hands, and it was really a enjoyable watch. And, you know, it kind of brought me back to my younger days. Uh, shit, I remember being a youngin', ripe age of like six, seven. 
I went to go see the first Ninja Turtles film in, film in the movie theater with my mother. Mommy, she took me to see it. I remember, man, what a great feeling, man. What a great memory. Just like running around and, you know, I remember just the excitement of it. Standing in line for popcorn, getting into the theater, taking your seat, watching your heroes up on the screen, right? Donnie, Mikey, Raph, Leo, Splinter, April, the whole gang, you know? Like, you know, you're just sitting there eating your popcorn. You know, bright-eyed youngster. It was just a real wholesome, happy memory for me. So, you know, kind of brought me back to that a little bit, you know what I mean? Got my shirt, you know, I got a new uh, TMNT t-shirt. I was dying to, I got this even before I even knew about Mutant Mayhem. I had this sitting in the closet for a hot minute, just dying to bust it out, right? So it was the perfect occasion. Wouldn't it be awesome right now if like somebody's car was getting broken into and then Donnie, Mikey, Raph, Leo and the whole gang came and like beat the shit out of that degenerate thief? I'm looking out the window. Maybe they'll show up. Turtles could exist too, you know what I mean? I believed in them 100%. There was a logical to me as Santa Claus. Like, yeah, of course somebody would fly around and give kids presents. Like, that's awesome. What a wicked world. Like, that's an awesome world to live in, man. So, like, of course you believe in Santa Claus, and the next logical thing was Ninja Turtles. I remember, like, a teacher asked me when I was a kid, yo. <laughs> teacher didn't say yo, but uh, <laughs> I didn't go to the school in the inner city. No, the teacher was like, so, Jonathan, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, a Ninja Turtle. And they're like, oh, 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 you can't be a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I was, like, looking at him like, what are you talking about? I want to be a Ninja Turtle. What do you mean? I mean, let that dildo over there be president. I want to be a Ninja Turtle, you know? Anyways, those were my dreams. And, uh, but yeah. Um, on my way to the theater to see Mutant Mayhem, you know, got the shirt on, walking through downtown Toronto, you know, it was just a real enjoyable experience, you know? And, you know, got a couple compliments. It's nice, you know? The cool thing about shirts like these, man... You got to wear them in the right spirit, you know, like a little side tangent here. You know, it's a TMNT t-shirt. It's pretty cool. It's a nice thing to look at, you know what I mean? Especially if you're a fan. So, you know, people stop and they look and they smile and what's up and yeah, hey, well, what's up? And you, you'd be cool about it. I remember, and that's what I mean. If you're going to wear a shirt like that, you got to share it. Share it. Share the funk a little bit, you know what I mean? Not too long ago, like maybe two months ago, I was walking down the street and I saw this dude with this Star Wars shirt, which was this really cool kind of Star Wars short shirt with like, but it was in Japanese, right? So it was like, there was like the Death Star and um, I guess some X-Wings and, you know, some Rebel fleets and it was all like this space kind of Star Wars design, right? Like a, a air strike type of thing a galactic battle you know the death star x-wing rebel rebel planes i forget what they're called and uh but then it was in japanese all the lettering and all the titles and stuff were in japanese right japanese letterings so it looked really cool and i was looking at his shirt and i remember the guy was just like he had a scowl on his face it's like why are you 
why even wear a shirt like that if you don't want people to look at it? It's like a piece of art. Is it not? So, you know, I have my TMNT t-shirt on and got a couple head nods and, hey, what's up, buddy? And it was cool. Had fun with the moment. Went to the went to the theater. Yeah, and even when I got to the theater, I went up to buy my ticket and they had this kind of <laughs> this kind of weirdo dude. He was cool enough. He was working the cash register. He was like, oh, hey, nice t-shirt. Cowabunga, man. I was like, yeah, cowabunga, dude. You know, word up. And I go and, uh, you know, take my seat. And I saw it in 3D, which is a really dope way to do it. Really great experience. It had all those, um, it helped make all those, um, as I mentioned, like um, they talk about having some of the notebook all the animation it helped the animation notebook sketching sketch kind of design sketch notebook kind of hand drawn hand drawn design of the animation it had it it helped it pop out it was really cool right well funky so um yeah again i give it two thumbs up that's my general um breakdown of it it was just a fun uh experience now this is a in-depth part you might even call it a spoiler alert this isn't a spoiler alert portion i'm gonna go into like storyline plot a little bit characterization key moments of the film. I'm going to talk a little bit about the film a little bit more in depth here. Spoiler alert, in case you haven't seen the film yet, you might want to come back to this at a later time, just in case, right? So, spoiler alert, I'm going to be talking about the film a little bit more here, in depth. So first of all, I like I said, I give it two thumbs up. But some of the criticism online that I saw was number one, the major one that I saw was, um, well, one of the major ones that I saw was um, the film doesn't stick to the canon of the series. That's the term people used, the canon. So like the basic plot, the, t- the, the known storyline. Mutant Mayhem didn't quite 100% stick to the main storyline. There was a lot of things where, like, for example, the characters, um, Bebop and Rocksteady, they weren't quite Shredder's henchmen. Shredder wasn't even featured prominently in the film. Um, You know... The whole Splinter and his master, Omoto Yoshi, whoever the fuck the guy's name was, his, uh, his master, like the whole Splinter origin story wasn't really the same as the films or the cartoons from the 90s. Um, so yeah, just around the mutants and the characters like Baxter, Superfly Baxter, Stockman, his character wasn't as... as pertaining to the films or the television series. So there were some rearranged elements 
regarding character and storyline. Now, I kind of expected that because, number one, it's animation. And it was called Mutant Mayhem. I saw it as kind of an offshoot. I was like, oh, an offshoot. And I saw a preview for it. And I saw that the teenagers were, they really kind of pushed the teenage element in kind of a modern kind of take on it, a modern spin. So I was like, okay. Like I was kind of, I personally was kind of expecting some modifications, a little bit of fuckery with the story. I just was kind of expecting it. So it, it didn't bother me. But, in all fairness, when I did go and I read on the Wikipedia page a little bit more about the film, I guess it's being presented as a reboot, a reboot of the franchise. You know, just the next wave of the next wave of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films, the next wave of the next, the latest art incarnation of this story. So if it's going to be a reboot, I do see some of these people's point. Because there were a lot of elements that were kind of, it didn't really quite stick to the turtle storyline. Again, like I mentioned, like the Splinter origins, they have Splinter as just some random rat on the street. He wasn't like trained in martial arts by his master, Amato Yoshi, studying his movements from my cage. Like, you know, you didn't get to see none of that. Um, the relationship of the mutants, you know, Bebop, Rocksteady, Superfly, Leatherhead or Leatherface or whatever. Like, there was a bunch of different mutants that didn't quite have the origin story that they're known for in the cartoons and in the films of the 90s. It wasn't... For me, I kind of accepted it, and it wasn't so far off that it disturbed my appreciation. Like, the basic storyline was there. The basic idea of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was there, so it didn't bother me. Though I do see some people's point. Because at this point, it's a classic, right? Ninja Turtles. So it's like, you know, it's a winning formula. Why fuck with it? But... Wasn't that big a deal. Another criticism I saw was people were going off about how um, the Turtles, they all acted the same. You know, they're like, oh, there's no character development. They're all the same. They're all the same. That's what people say. Some people say. I completely disagree with that. Because if you watch it, they make it very clear. Pretty early on in the film. Actually, they, they, they make a, like, within the first... Within the first 10 to 20 minutes of the film, they make a very, uh, they make a point to establish the characters of the turtles. They establish, um, you know, Leonardo, he's the leader. They establish Raph, he's kind of the brash, tough one. They establish Donatello, he's kind of the geeky brainiac, you know, he's got the glasses, he's always on the cell phone, he's the tech guy, anything tech related, they turn to him. Mikey, he's the younger one, he's the goofball, he's the silly one. They established that very early on. There's like a scene in which they go grocery shopping and then they go to um, the park to see an outdoor movie in the summertime and you see them talk and interact and you get you get 
you get the dynamic of their characters, for sure. And Splinter, played by Jackie Chan. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Jackie Chan. Yo, he did a great job as Splinter, a fun take. He had a he had like a little monologue to tell the origin story of the turtles. It was fun, it was cool, great choice. You couldn't get a better choice for uh um Splinter, I think, Jackie Chan, so cool. So I was very happy to see that. So the character development there was cool. Um but the criticism was like all the turtles act the same. But you have to remember, and it's very true. They are teenage mutant ninja turtles. They are four teenage brothers that love each other and for the most part have a great relationship. Even though, you know, in the films and in the TV series, you know, Raph sometimes butts heads a little bit with Leo and the rest of them. And, you know, there's brotherly dynamics. They're four teenage brothers that love each other and they horse around, they play around. So while they all have their individual characters, you know, Leo the leader, Raph the rager, Mikey the goofball, and uh, Donnie the brainiac, yeah, they have their individual characteristics. But as a group, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as brothers, as teenagers, they act like teenagers. I thought it was a great representation. You know, like... um. If you watch teenagers in society these days, they're very much like that. If there's a group of them, somebody says something, and then the next person says something, and the next person, oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh. You know, like, it's, you know, it's, there's that energy of all for one and one for all, we're a group, you say something, they're all loud, they're, they fit in, they want to, you know, teenagers want to fit in. They want to be like their friends. They want they have inner they have inside jokes. You know, inside jokes that you know the group gets. So I disagree totally with that criticism. Some people were going off about how oh, there's no character development in the Ninja Turtles. I'm like, no, man. They established it very early on. They took the time to do that, which I appreciated because a lot of the newer reboots. Number one, the characters don't even seem like teenagers. You know, some of the newer reboots, the the characters seem more like, you know, mid-twenties construction worker Ninja Turtles. Like the jokes and the voices and the mannerisms are like more like young men in their 20s versus teenagers. Right? Some of the newer films. So with Mutant Mayhem, I like the fact that they were Ninja Turtles... I like the fact that they were teenagers and they acted like teenagers. Like, just take a look in society when you're walking down the street and you see a group of teenagers. That's how they act, man. They're all kind of talking the same language and acting the same way and they have their inside jokes and they're laughing and there's all this energy. It's just like a ball. They're like a unit. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I disagree with that criticism. I thought it was a great representation of character development and uh, just also on the teenage angle. You know, that's why it appeals to a lot of the newer generation. And it's kind of funny because, um, you know, a lot of people are going off there. Some people are going off and going, way to ruin a franchise. 
that's a good way to ensure that this film is not going to live past the temporary jokes and cliches of its time where it's like, well, no, the jokes and cliches of its time are good for its time. And the people, the youngsters, the teenagers of this time, 2023, the teenagers of this era, 2023, they're going to enjoy the film. And 20 years on, they're going to show the film to their children. You know what I mean? As what's going on with, I guess, you know, my generation, um, you know, millennials. Millennials now are like showing it to their kids, enjoying it for themselves as adults. So, you know, generation, I guess, uh, X, what do they call them, Zoomers? The Generation X, Zoomer, or not X, Generation Z, the Zoomers, I think they're called, right? Generation Z, the Zoomers. They're going to show it to um, their kids. And the circle goes on, right? So, it's like that. And, um, you know, it was a little strange, though, on some parts, because um, the age, the age of um, April was a little strange, because she's a teenager as well. And again, spoiler alert, one cool thing um, that I found from this film, spoiler alert, uh, I'm going to give away some of the ending. Um, you know, they're, they're looking for acceptance. They're looking for meaning. They're looking to be accepted by society. Turtles. And for the first time, um, they wind up completing their task. And at the end of the film, they do get accepted by society and they get to go to school. That's interesting. Because the whole time with the turtles, it's it was always like, um, oh, everyone's scared of the turtles. They're mutants. They're... They're dangerous. They're mutants. They're criminals. Ah, oh, they live in the sewer. Ah, oh, they're turtles. Ah, oh. you know the whole basic storyline is how they have to hide from society and how all they want to do is be accepted by society. Well, in mutant mayhem, they actually do. Really breaks your heart, you know. You get a little choked up, like uh, you know, it really tugs at the old heartstrings. Get a little choked up because. The turtles, for the first time, they got to take off their masks and they got to go to school and they got to wear like normal teenager clothes and, you know, they're hanging out with their pals and stuff and they're at school and, you know, it's kind of cool to see because you know, I don't, I've never seen a version of the Ninja Turtles when they actually do get accepted and get to be teenagers and get to go out in society and come out of the sewer. Like, it was a nice celebration. You know, Donnie, Raph, Mikey, Leo, they got to go to school with April and again, it is a little strange because generally April is like, has been depicted as like a young career woman, a young career reporter. But I mean, she's depicted as a teenager in this version, but it's cool. Donnie, Mikey, Raph, Leo, they get to go to school with with April and, you know, shit, even Leo starts dating uh, April. I guess I'm joking a little bit, but I guess they do go to prom together as friends. So, <laughs> and um, a quick little <laughs> interjection here. It's like, you know, some people debate, you know, it's like, should they have made April Black? Shouldn't they have made April Black? Should they have made April Black? Shouldn't they have made April Black? Well, she's black in this version. But coincidentally, she winds up dating a turtle. 
She winds up going to grad with fucking Leo, you know, getting fucked in the sewer by a ninja turtle, a teenage mutant ninja turtle. So, you know, I was like, so no wonder, you know, you can't have a white woman dating a ninja turtle. Come on. Yo, where my ninjas at? You know what I mean? So you couldn't help but notice that. I'm like, hmm, yeah. You know? But, you know, I chose to go a little easy on that because um, those are my dogs. Mikey, Raph, Leo, Donnie, the whole gang, you know? And uh, overall, Mutant Mayhem, two thumbs up. I enjoyed it considerably. Yes. Well, ah, hot. Well, that about does it for another episode of Jonathan Ramchand and the podcast. I certainly enjoyed speaking with y'all this good day. Many interesting things ahead, all in a day's work. Till next time, folks. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Signing off from this magnificent, on this magnificent August 21st in the year of our Lord, 2023. Coming at you with a quick, or maybe not so quick, I don't even remember how long this was. But anyway, coming at you with a review of Mutant Mayhem, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, TMNT. Two thumbs up. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube. My own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, to help my black ass out already, share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? Peace.